Welcome to another edition of Between the Horns. It is Friday, May 18th. It is just about 4 p.m. Pacific time here in Los Angeles, California. Miles Simmons with me is DeMarco Farr. What's up, DeFarr? Big day today. Big day today. Yeah, Deadpool starts. Deadpool starts. That's <laughs> not where I thought you were going oh, when you sorry. said big day That's today. a huge day, yeah. Well, you have it on your shirt. Oh, right yeah. Legends community. I'm it is a legend. Legends Day. I'm a legend. You are a legend. I'm you part are, of the community. You are a Super Bowl champion. Yes. Um, we are celebrating you all today. Yeah, a lot of guys are back. I got to see some teammates from the Super Bowl team, from the, the 98 team, 97 team. Jackie Slater walking around, always a treat, hanging out with Jack Youngblood. Just a lot of guys back in the building. And we got to see them, uh, the, the current Rams, practice, or at least this incarnation of in Phase 2. Yes. Seeing some yes, young yes. guys practice. Uh, just just a, a lot of fun. Big yeah. day. Yeah. I, I always imagine that this is probably one of the best days of the year for a lot of guys just because – and I think Jackie Slater was saying this, Jack Youngblood was saying this when they talked to the media earlier today. Like, you you see people that you might not have seen in a very, very, very long time, and you went through a lot of things with these guys. Oh, yeah, went through the fire. I was just saying this with uh, a friend of mine's uh, significant other that he brought, and he left the room for a second, so... I'm just meeting this person for the first time. Sure. So I said, you know what? I think you've done well. I mean, he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. He's he's awesome. And she looks at me and goes, well, he's done well, too. Well, I, I don't know you yet. I just <laughs> met you. Him, I know, because I've been through the fire with that guy. Right. Training camp, games, the whole nine. So uh, he is 100%. But, yeah, just seeing old guys. And when you see him, you, you pick up right where you left off. Mm -hmm. Like, you could not have talked to a guy for, you know, five, ten years. You hate that when it happens because you're teammates. Right. But the minute you see him, you pick it right up again, right where you left off. It's just awesome. Yeah. Um, anybody that you were particularly excited to see today that you got to see? Jay Williams, uh, a guy that I came in with uh, in 1994. We were both undrafted rookie free agents. Uh, we think we played in a bowl game together, a uh, college bowl game, the blue-gray, but we are on opposite sides. Okay. But we were rookies in Los Angeles together. Right. Defensive linemen, same meeting room. 1994. And we, 1994. And we stayed in the same meeting room uh, for seven years. So, yeah, seeing him come back, come through the door, and he's very successful now. Uh, he was a great football player then, but very successful now. Seeing him come back through the door, like I said, I haven't seen him in a while, and we picked up right where we left off. It's it's just special. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that you guys got to do today um, is go into some of the meeting rooms and be with, the, for your case, particularly the defensive line. Yeah. What was that like? Um, well, look, I do miss football. I miss Sundays. I even miss practice. I do. Really? I, I do. I do. I miss practice because that's where most of your competition really starts and ends. Okay. It's right there with your own guys. Yeah. You have to compete to make the, make the football team and then make yourself better and then make your whole t team better at the same time. So I miss practice. I do not miss meetings at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, it was interesting being in there with Bill Johnson, listening to him teach and talk to his guys about philosophy and being in the room with some other former Rams that were there, you know, listening intently, but I don't miss meetings. Yeah. I mean, I kept looking at the clock. Yeah. In, in, in between falling asleep. That's bad. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's D-line play. I mean, I know it's it's technical. There's a lot to it. You know this. We'll, we'll go back and forth. Yes. It's technical. I get it. But 
I'm either going to hit the A gap or the B gap. <laughs> <laughs> we can get this done in 15 minutes. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> no, I mean, I understand that from, from that standpoint. Um, but it's, I'm sure it's interesting just being in that room where you've got the legends and then you've got, you know, yourself. And then you've also got the young guys. Do they, how do the young guys respond to being around you guys? Well, I thought it was cool. They walked in and, you know, the young guys came in and they introduced themselves to us. Okay. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think you, you should do that when you're in the presence of royalty, like when Jack Youngblood is sitting there. Yes. You might want to say hello. Yes. Um, you better say hello. You, yeah, you might want to say hello <laughs> and just meet these guys and just, you know, talk to them. But I thought that Bill Johnson, the, the D-line coach, actually said something interesting. And he's, he's right. He told his young guys, it's going to be a blink before you're the guys in the back of the room, mm -hmm. meaning us. Mm -hmm. And he's right. And sitting in that room, it felt like just yesterday that, I was Michael Brockers, who was sitting in the front of the room. Right. You know, and, and there's Ethan Westbrooks in the front of the room. I remember being this guy in the back, the young guy, and then moving towards the front as a veteran, mm -hmm. and then now I'm retired. So, but when he said that, it's like, wow, I'm looking around the room. He's exactly right. All these guys at one point, including me, were young. Yeah. And we were sitting exactly where these guys are sitting right now, getting ready to play, uh, you know, a football season. So, you know, appreciate it while you're there because it does. It goes by in a blink. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm sure. I mean, I just I think it's really cool that it's an event that the Rams do and that they've continued to do it. Um, I think this is the second year in a row we've done it here in yeah. L.A. And I know that, of course, uh, back in 2014, 2015, it was, must have been 2014, the 15-year anniversary you guys had yeah. um, for the Super Bowl 34. Please tell me I got that right. You did. Yes. Okay, good. Yes, yeah. Super Bowl, winning Super Bowl 34. So mm. I think it's really good that, you know. Don't mention 36. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, well, don't mention that ever. Yes. Yeah, I it know. didn't happen. I anyway, go ahead. Right, exactly. But <laughs> yeah. um, I, I just think it's a good thing that all yeah. of you guys get to come back and be together as Rams because whether you were in St. Louis, whether you were in Los Angeles, this is the same franchise and it's good to have that connection. We all have horns on our helmet. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's all about this football team. No matter where the soil is or what city you're in, you're, you're yes. still Rams. Yes. Um, funny though, we went to lunch. Or we were headed to lunch first uh, as a defensive group. Okay. And then they switched us off with the offense. So we were kind of in different groups. So as we're leaving, we're walking behind uh, the cafeteria, yes. this little alleyway. Yes. And coming this way, the opposite way, Tom Newberry and Jackie Slater and a couple of other <laughs> offensive linemen coming this direction. I'm like, how do we keep meeting like this? <laughs> and for a second, you had to get yourself ready because – you're not, you don't know. <laughs> hey, something might pop off right here. Hey, man, like, I, with Jackie Slater, like, you yeah. never know. Like, he still looks like he can go out there and really mess you up. I mean, like, I don't. He comes over and he, you know, he puts his hand on your shoulder like, you know, hello, son. And mm -hmm. I'm almost, like, ready to knock it off. <laughs> I don't want you to grab me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was fun to see the guys, but. You know, it's special. But, but all these guys, all the, the, the legends, they're all clued in to what's going here, going on here right now right, currently yes. with this football team. Who they are, what, what sort of chances they have to, to make a good run in 2018. They're all clued into this. It's, it's really cool. That's something that I could really tell. Um, there were four guys that spoke to the media today. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack Youngblood, Jackie Slater. Uh, Steven Jackson mm -hmm. and then Todd Light, all of those guys were in the media room, and they really all were keyed in to exactly what this team had been through, how it performed last year, and what the expectations are now heading into 2018. Absolutely. that's the, I, I love what you mentioned about wherever it is, you're still Rams. You want this team to do well. Yes. If you played for this football team, you want it to do well. So it's been 
a lot of guys have been long suffering. Mm -hmm. We had been long suffering. Fans have been long suffering. So this is different. You're back on the right path. So I think everyone is excited, not just the fan base of the players, the former guys, the guys that are here right now, they're all excited about this football team. It's true. And something Steven Jackson even brought up was that, you know, when he was in his latter stages of his career as a Ram, you know, 2011, 2012, guys were coming in like Roger Saffold, mm -hmm. like Greg Zerline, like Johnny Hecker, and now they are still here. They are the veterans of this team, and they're performing so well. And so he said he's happy, especially for those guys who have been around so long. Very cool. Uh, I saw Chris Massey, who used to be the long snapper before McQuaid. Okay. Interesting to see those two guys actually shake hands. I'm yeah. like, hey, he took over for that guy. Yeah. And then, you know, Steven Jackson, like you said, seeing him come back around and – being happy, being you know, be, being jovial. Yeah. While he was Steven Jackson in St. Louis playing for the Rams, it's a little bit different. He was busy. He was about his business. Yeah. So he had a game face on most of the time. Seeing this guy happy, happy-go-lucky was great. I mean, this is really, really cool. And listening to him talk about Todd Gurley, talk about Sean McVay and this offense and how excited he is to see it go, to watch mm -hmm. it go. I love hearing that from offensive guys. Because yes. I'm excited. We're excited. Yes. but. When you get those guys excited about what you're doing on offense, that's how you know you got something going right. Yeah, he did say that he thinks that he could have had multiple I knew thousand it. yards. I knew it. <laughs> under Sean McVay, had that been the case. I've also, heard this. I've heard this several times. What about Stephen Jackson? I wish playing? I could have played in this offense. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wish I could have been here with McVay. I've heard this several times today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From a number of legendary yes, players today. Right, huh? right. Well, I don't think it's any surprise when you have a team that gets 11 wins. The way that the Rams yeah. did last year. You know, you were the number one scoring team. Heck yeah, you want to play under a guy like McVay. Some of them actually have a point. Some of them are fooling themselves. <laughs> I think you'd get exactly the same amount of touches you got when you played. Dang. <laughs> Just saying. Interesting. I won't ask you to name names. I won't go there with you. Um, but you did get to see some guys on the field. Yeah. And I want to ask you about what your impressions were of that. I mean, I know they're going against air. We will definitely have more information about the way guys look probably next week once OTAs really begin, and you can get that 11 on 11. But what were your impressions? Well, we got to see most of the defensive side because uh, they had us in groups, obviously. Right. So, uh, And they're on opposite fields, so the offense is way down there. Yes. I did get to talk with Andrew Whitworth briefly okay. uh, in, in the hallway. Uh, just asked him about his health, how's the body. Uh, the guy's ready to go. And I know we think of him as the elder statesman until you get up close. He looks like he's 25. Like his body. Yes. He, yes. It's no, unreal. Yeah. Like this is unreal. They don't make guys this big. Right. That look like this. So uh, he asked me how I was doing. I said, good. You're still the left tackle. I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing great, man. Yeah. Everything's good. But um, watching that guy go through the paces, I saw Roger walk in. So uh, he looks terrific. Uh, on the defensive side, watching Morgan Fox actually have a chance to compete for a starting role. Yeah. Amazing. And he's leading pretty much every drill. Hmm. That's the stuff you like to see. Ethan Westbrooks hasn't taken any smoke off his game at all. Okay. He is looking for more reps. Michael Brockers, it's nice to see him back on his feet, actually running around, because I remember the last time I saw him in pads, he was being taken off the field. Exactly. Yeah, that was sad. Seeing it, and I almost forgot about it, because mm -hmm. I saw him running around today, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you were hurt. How's the wheel? Right. Fine. Uh, so seeing those guys, um, it was a very – how do you say this? Hodgepodge makeup. It's not really depth chart oriented. It's just guys filling in where you can okay. uh, with a lot of youngsters. I'm trying to learn the names too, but yeah. 
Uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm out there from the coaches and and the players. It's funny. I was um, as I was walking to my car leaving the facility earlier. I ran into Gerald Everett. Yeah. I asked him, you know, hey, so man, lunch. You ready, yeah. you ready for next week for OTAs? He's like, man, I'm ready for the season. And yeah. It's like I think that's what you mean when you say there's that enthusiasm. There's that whatever it is. People just really want to get going. It right. Like. I mean, it's it's what we're mid-May. Yeah. Um, you so know, there's a long time left. Yeah. I mean, once you cross into June, I mean. In a player's mind, it is football season, which means your off season is over. You're preparing for September. Right. Once you flip it, I mean, you're going to have right. a vacation before training camp, but uh, your off season workouts, whether it's here or with a private instructor, it's going to a different level. Say around June. Yes. Yeah. And that that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit more about Morgan Fox because yeah. there was a little bit of news that came out, and I think you were sort of alluding to this too. Earlier this week, McVay was asked about linebackers. And Mm -hmm. linebacker is definitely a position where the Rams are going to have to figure some stuff out because you just kind of don't know, aside from Mark Barron, who are those other three starters going to be? And he mentioned Morgan Fox as somebody that can help them out on the outside, Mm -hmm. at outside linebacker. The way we've seen Morgan Fox in the past, I mean, in 16, obviously the Rams were playing a different defense. He was a defensive end, then he's on the practice squad. He had that great game against Minnesota in the preseason where mm-hmm. he had those three sacks, I think it was, in the first half, and that was well and good. Then last year he comes in, and he's still a defensive end, but it's a, a 3-4 defensive end, so mm-hmm. that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But he still made an impact. I mean, two and a half sacks. He, one of the, he had a safety mm-hmm. at some point, fumble recovery, also a forced fumble. So he was an important rotational player in 17, but now he could be even more of an important player as an outside linebacker and more of an edge rusher. And I think that could suit him well. Oh, no doubt. Uh, He was a man without a country, so to speak. Uh, It's a guy without a position, which means I can play anything. Whatever you want me to do, coach, I'll do. Play nose tackle, sure. Play three technique, sure. Play defensive end, all right. Well, now you actually have a role that you can just work on and get better at that spot. Because you're actually going to be competing for that role right there, that outside linebacker spot. So yeah. I believe they call it the, well, I don't want to say what they call it, but the, an outside linebacker position. So yes. um, a little heavier than most outside backers uh, by a little bit. I mean, he's he's more of a defensive tackle type, body type. Yes. But it's not to say that it can't be done out there. So uh, there was a guy that uh, when I was playing, I believe his name was Aaron Campman. Uh, great defensive end who they turned into an outside linebacker and never looked back. Hmm. So as long as you work at it and get enough reps, I think we were going to talk about this and we never did, about Matt Longacre and him. As long as you get reps at a position, you're going to become better at it. Yes. Yeah, and and the more you get, as long as you keep getting better every single day, and it sounds uh, – a little bit easier than what than what then it's tougher than what I'm saying sure. as long as you keep working at it and you keep progressing towards a goal you're going to become good at that one spot if that makes any sense it does yeah. I think the, it's like anything else the more you do it the better you're going to be at yeah it. you know you could play for at least on the piano and if you're playing it three times a day over the course of a month, you're going to get relatively good at playing that song. Exactly. Whether you know it or not, yes. you're going to get better. Yes. Same thing. Yeah, yes. we're saying the same thing. Uh, it, it's going to happen for guys like that. Now, we said athletic, athletically at some point, the guys that are behind them are going to catch up. And there's a reason they were drafted. So, yeah, does that make sense? The young sense? guys. The young guys. Yes, yeah. yeah, they're going to catch up because they're getting the same amount of reps. Right. Or just about the same amount of reps. And athletically, eventually... 
you know, they're going to wind up being those guys. Right. Yeah. But at the start, hey, look, you've got a, an opportunity to be a starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what McVay was talking about. I mean, he brought up Morgan Fox being in the mix there, Matt Longacre, mm-hmm. also Samson Abukam. Those are sort of the three veteran outside linebackers that you have on this roster right now. And he, it was interesting because McVay basically said they don't quite have a leg up, but they'll be the ones given the first opportunity, and they've earned that because they've been on the team before. Right, exactly. So, and that's what he was saying about inside linebackers, too, where you've got a guy like Mark Barron. And I, I would have to say that Mark Barron, because of his experience as a starter and a good starter, would have a leg up on the rest of those guys. But Bryce Hager... Corey Littleton, Rameek Wilson, who they signed from Kansas City in the in the offseason and free agency, you know, those are the guys that would seemingly get the first opportunity at the inside linebacker position. Too. If you're building a depth chart, that's the way it should go. Right. Now, let's see if you can hold it. Exactly. Yeah, let's see if you can keep that job. I, I remember uh, Coach Vermeil, was it Coach Vermeil or one of our defensive coordinators walked in with a depth chart Stuck it onto the chalkboard, because we had chalk back then. What's chalk? Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Say it. Stuck it on the chalkboard and said, this is in pencil, it's negotiable. Yeah. Now, these are guys that, including me, that have been starters for three years. Right. But new scheme, new system, new everything. This is negotiable. We're going to find out if we can keep this on the field. Right. Just get your mind right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, well, that's what they always talk about. Competition, daily improvement, daily excellence. Mm -hmm. Like... These are the things that you have to continue to do in order to secure your spot. I, I think, especially A lot of people with, can't handle that, Miles. What? Ongoing skill development, meaning you have to get better every day. That's too much pressure for a lot of people. It uh, is? Getting better every day. You have to improve every day. Some people just want to flatline. I'll do the same job the way I've done it for the last 20 years. But how can, I mean, in football especially, how can you do that? Get like better that, every day? You, you can always get better. No, no, no. I'm saying how can you have the attitude of, I just want a flat line. That's how you get cut. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just, I you just, beat me too. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't some feel guys, like that's. Some guys don't like it. They don't want to improve or, or they can't improve. Some guys are maxed out when they get here. Well, that's a, I mean, if you're maxed out when you get here, then I think that's a, that's a bigger problem that's on the Yeah, the that's why staff. you can go from 90 to 53. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you have to, but Yeah, yes. that's, that's the way it goes. I mean, you really have to get better because they're always looking to replace you, no matter who you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can be Aaron Rodgers. They're always looking to always replace you. Always looking to replace you. Yes. Look at Pittsburgh. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they're always looking to replace you. So, right. so Some guys, it really shakes them to their core. Other guys who are stacked behind a an established starter, that gives them the the, the – the carrot they're looking for to keep pushing forward to keep getting better i don't know i just i feel like if you're on this team you can't have the attitude of oh no i i'm good no 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 because literally you know your head coach is still trying to get better exactly every second of every day right and that's i mean that's his that's his mo that's his real big philosophy somebody asked us or me i don't know if they tweeted you this too but like they see signs, um, you know, when we show things, that, especially behind the grind, of like things on the walls and in the building. One of the things that you see right now is this pyramid. 
that yeah. the, the we not me pyramid basically and it's bit, kind of based off of um the wooden pyramid of success mm -hmm. and you, if you talk to sean mcveigh he will extol wooden and everything that he did and he has a lot of respect for that um but right now what the rams have is this pyramid and right in the center of it is we not me and that's what basically everything is built around we not me mm -hmm. but in another part of it is process and it's his daily improvement and daily excellence mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying, basically, if, if you're not with getting in better every day, if you're not with that, if, you know, if yeah. you're not about being excellent and, and trying to improve every day, you can't be here because <laughs> it's on the wall, basically, in every Everywhere. single meeting room right. that you go to. I have that little pyramid on my desk, too, because I think that that's a lot of those things translate not just to sports, but to anything in life. Absolutely. You know, if I'm yeah. not getting better as a broadcaster every day or as a writer every day, like, they'll cut me. They can cut anybody. Or, or the next guy is looking to say, I think I can take his job. Exactly. Yeah, I think I'm better. I'm hungry. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. Right. So ongoing skill development. They're always trying to replace you. Uh, that's one thing you have to keep in mind. Now, I mean, if you're an Aaron Donald, can you get better? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what he strives to do. Yes, yeah. Uh, everyone, Todd Gurley can get better. Yeah. Robert Woods can get better. Andrew Whitworth can get better. I mean, these are guys that went to the Pro Bowl yes. for the most part. Yes, yes, yes. But they can still get better. Uh, no one's played a perfect game yet. No. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, you talk to Aaron Donald at any time, that's what he's always talking about. Right. That's why he's been training with plastic knives. Yeah. So that he can get better. It's just another tool for him to try to uh, oh, up his game even further. I'm so glad you brought that up with the knives and stuff. I don't uh, think we've talked about that. People freaked out. People I knew freaked out. He's training with knives. <laughs> um, the, the one thing, I, the first thing I said was, that's not new. <laughs> guys have done this for for a long time and the knives aren't real people it's yeah. just a training tool yeah yeah he's training with knives oh my god he's crazy well yeah but <laughs> not just for that reason yeah the, the knives aren't real the, yeah there's no real danger to himself yeah it's, he's just learning yeah it keeps the hands away from him right yeah that's what he thinks of an offensive lineman's hands that they're trying to stab him if I tried to stab you, you'd move quickly, wouldn't you? I would absolutely move quickly, yes. There. There's there's the point of wh why he did that. There. <laughs> I think no, but I think it's a really smart move. Yeah. But look, and that's the interesting thing about Aaron Donald. You know, you just think about what he did last year, playing in 14 games, mm -hmm. winning defensive player of the year, basically didn't show up until just before they were playing the game in week one. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Wow. And still, you yeah. know, he didn't necessarily look like himself as Aaron Donald in, in week two. He just looked like a very good football player. Right? right. You know, and when you see Aaron Donald and he just looks like a very good football player, like, what's that? Right. And then as he kept playing, it was like by the end of the game in week three when you're, they're playing the San Francisco 49ers and he gets in there and he sacks Brian Hoyer to effectively end the game. It's like, oh, okay, he's back. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. It took yeah. him a game and a half. You're right. So <laughs> uh, what he's doing, you know, right now, just the, the get better, get worse thing, you know, mm -hmm. where, how he trains and everything, it, that is so special. You just want to get that out in minicamp OTAs training camp and then unleash him week one right yeah imagine what the season could have been for him and the football team had he started week one yeah just imagine that because I, I, well, I, it was already 46 to 9 week one right you know, so. i just do remember he looked like a like a, a runaway locomotive without steering 
Huh. I mean, he was still blowing through people. It's right. just, you know, the game was moving here or there, and he just didn't have his football legs. Once he got his football legs underneath him, oh, forget it. You, and, you saw it. And yeah. he also didn't necessarily know the defense right. as well. That was a new scheme for everybody last year except for Connor Barwin. Right. And so it was all about uh, getting people in the right positions. And even for Wade Phillips, I mean, you got to remember, they moved Brockers from nose tackle mm-hmm. to five technique and really realized, okay, this is where he fits best in this defense. Right. You don't have to do any of that now. No. I keep forgetting how big he is. Brockers? Yes. He's huge, man. He, he's he's Eclipse. He blocks a whole lot of sun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He walked by, and I shook his hand. I'm like, I, I can't, you're huge. Yeah. That's all I said. You, you're just huge. He laughed. Like, you just now figured that out, right, DeMarco? I well, like I kind of knew, six, but seven years. <laughs> but just, wow, just huge. I mean, that's potentially a monster D-line. It is, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God, a monster if, D-line. If things go as planned, it should absolutely be a monster defense. Right, line. which makes the other things, like you said, trying to figure out your linebacker spot a little bit more palpable, I guess. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, because you also have your secondary figured out in a way <laughs> that is, you know, it should be a hell of a secondary. Shook Aqib Tlaib's hand today, yeah. finally, yeah. for the first time. And and I apologized. He had no idea. But I said, man, uh, if I just judged you from what I see on TV, I think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I think I think you're nuts. Um, but, you know, watching him out at practice, the guy's a leader, man. He's an mm-hmm. absolute leader. Yeah, I get it now. Um, <laughs> I get how some people can be misunderstood. If oh. you just judge him off what you see on football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you might think he's crazy, but... Watching that guy help young guys get better just today was inspiring. That's fun. Yeah, it was very inspiring. I'm looking inspiring. forward to seeing that, um, you know, during the OTA period over the next few weeks. Yeah. I, you hear about different things, you know, and you go over to the facility and I mean, you're not really walking practice, but you know from reputation about Aqib Tlaib being a leader. I mean, that mm. was something that I read a lot coming out of Denver, and I remember we asked uh, Wade Phillips about it, too, once that trade became official and we could really talk about it. And that's something he said, too, that Tlaib is definitely a presence in the locker room and somebody that you can trust to lead um, by example and by what he knows and everything on the field, too. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that translates. And the fact that he's here now during this part of the season. I think speaks volumes about him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some veterans, other squads probably won't be here mm-hmm. right now, but to have him there lining up when they say first defense, and we're only talking about phase two right now, first yeah. unit defense, and he trots out there. Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah. That that that's the type of stuff that gets the ball rolling in the right direction. That's true, and yeah. especially because Michael Brocker, same deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a scheme they know. Uh huh. And they're especially Tlaib, right? I mean, yeah. He won a Super Bowl playing this scheme. Right. And now he's here. He's helping implement it with a guy like Marcus Peters. Yeah. Who's younger, but still one of the best young cornerbacks in this league. One of the best cornerbacks in this league, period. Let's be clear here. Um, and I think having that connection and developing that right now is really nice. And I, I saw uh, LaMarcus today, LaMarcus yeah. Joyner. Yeah. Um, remember when we thought he was like this little small, little nickel type guy? Yes. He's filled out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a full-fledged safety now. Yeah, he's got his pro body. He has reached his peak, his yeah. prime. Yeah. Um, his ability has always been there. His instincts, great. Yes. But now all these years of being a pro, being in the weight room, this is all you do it's starting to show up on his body. Hmm. Yeah, so he's building that suit of armor to play that sort of game every single snap 
for 16, possibly more. I'm excited to see the duo of him and John Johnson at safety, you know, over the yeah. course of a 16-game season, especially with John Johnson going into his second year. I, I, I really like the way John Johnson played. <laughs> Big jump. Yeah. 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 It should be. You know, yeah. I, I like the way John Johnson played. We spent a little bit of time with him um, at the end of February, and you guys might have seen this on Behind the Grind, um, where he was basically working out just by himself in Oceanside, California, down there near San Diego. And basically what he was saying is that, you know, he learned a lot in his first year and there were times where he wasn't quite comfortable, but now that he's been through all of that, he's feeling like, okay, I, I understand what it is that I'm doing. And I, I think he could see a pretty big jump between year one and year two. Oh, no doubt. I mean, sometimes with young safeties, they're trying to do everything right, not make a mistake, and they don't realize they're the read point. They're right. telling that quarterback everything they need to know about coverage mm -hmm. by the way they're standing where they are. I mean, sometimes they're actually standing where they need to stand, but other guys are playing games with coverage, trying to disguise, but he's telling you everything they need to know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's big jump from year one to year two. Now you can recognize, hey, when they're attacking me, mm -hmm. not four plays later. Yes. Yeah, they're coming after me. Yes. Or some tips to play. I've seen this play before. I know what they, they want to do in this situation here. And it seems like you got faster. You're just reacting faster. Mm -hmm. You're just in the play faster. So that's why I said big jump. As long as he keeps going in the same direction, I mean, really trying to prepare himself not only to be a starter but be the best safety on the football team, which is yeah. going to be tough, yeah. uh, I think he's going to be fine. And health-wise, he's going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about some of these rookies. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you got to see of the rookies today. I did. I saw some of the D tackles. I was ready to go. Where's my sheet? Go ahead. Yeah. I'm ready. Go ahead. No, good. I'm, I'm not trying to, like, make you, like, go crazy over here. No, I'm I took notes. notes. Yeah, some of the veteran guys, the legends, were giving me, like, heat because I was taking notes. You're doing your job. I, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. Right. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, what do you mean? Yeah, you I'm mean? having fun, but part of this is work, too, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right, right, right. Um, no, but what were, what were your impressions? Who, who stood out to you? Well, uh, Justin Lawler is a guy uh, I had my eye on. Uh, Jonathan Franklin Myers is a guy. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, there's potential there. Yeah. Yeah, there's some serious potential there. I see it. I, I see what he could possibly be if okay. he could make it through this process. There's no guarantees, but if he can make it through this process, I get it. That's a big dude that can move. It, he is a yeah. big dude, and I haven't seen him on the field as yeah. you have, but just getting to talk to him a, a couple of times this week, uh, we were in the locker room when he was when he first got there on Monday, mm -hmm. and he gets to see his locker and you know going through it. And you know, one of the things that stood out to me, he said, you know, I was in Texas when yeah. I got drafted, and I've been there the, the last two weeks. And I'm trying to find some Rams gear. <laughs> and there's no Rams gear in Texas where my family and I are. And yeah. so he was saying, you know, just being in this locker room and seeing this for the first time, like, oh, yeah. it's really starting N to feel real. NFL.com, get anything you want. Well, I, I'm yes. just saying, just saying. I, yeah, you know, but you're, you're trying to <laughs> Doesn't get Doesn't Amazon now. deliver to everywhere? Amazon does yeah. deliver. Isn't there a drone that drop a jersey on you I or something like that? I think drones are, yeah, they're a real thing now with Amazon. I don't yeah. actually know. I've I saw a drone or a robot that can jump and run. The robot overlords are too much. It's scary. It's the Boston Dynamics. You ever heard yes, of that? Yes, yeah. that's the one. Is that what it was? Yes, it they can had run and like jump some now. Robot dogs that like one was opening a door and then they were like letting the uh -huh. other one through. Yeah, Skynet is coming. It's it's a little too much. Skynet is coming. Um, but Franklin Myers, I think yeah. he's he's such an interesting guy and an interesting story because you know he went winless in high school oh, as a football player. Poor guy. Oh and forty. Oh, yeah. oh and forty. Oh and forty. 
What school did you go to? <laughs> oh my good. Oh, and 40. Yeah, you didn't know this, huh? I would draft him just for that. If you made it through that. He made it through that. And, oh. you know, I was asking him about it in our sit-down How do you interview. get recruited off an 0-40? That's what he was saying, <laughs> you know. Like, some teams literally told him, you know, you couldn't help these guys win a game. How are you going to help us win one in college? That's and, a fair and, question. Right, it is. And yeah. that's what he said. He said, I understand it now at the time. Like, it ticked me off. Yeah. But now, you know, like, I get it. Right. That's what happened. And then, you know, it goes to Stephen F. Austin, does well, and he ends up as a fourth round pick for the LA Rams and that Oh and 40. Oh and 40. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean it I never I would never quit anything but my goodness. I know well I asked him too cuz I'm like it's like dude, you know, be, that many losses in a row is a lot. That's all of them. It I know. And it's like why Did you did get you close? I didn't ask him if he got close. Uh, we're gonna have did to ask you get him close to winning a game? When we get, well, we're gonna have to get him like in an interview or on the podcast oh. at some point, and we'll have to ask. Oh him. my I god! I kind of thought that. You know, like I don't feel great about asking somebody about. Oh, let me ask him. I got a bunch <laughs> of zero and forty questions. Oh my god! Zero and forty. No, but wow. I just, I mean, because why would you? At some point, why do you stick with football? Yeah, you right? love it. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's what McVay has been saying about all kinds of stuff this offseason, whether it's Marcus Peters, keep to lead, Dominican Sue, you know, you yeah. get the character so-called questions that they say, wait, wait. air quotes for that. Wait, 40 how many head coaches? I don't know. Please don't be one. Just one guy. I, you I, let a guy go 0-40? Come on now. Hey, man, the Browns let somebody go 1-31. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, that's one. I, one and third. That's still better than O and forty. O and sixteen oh. is practically halfway there. Oh, do you have Letterman jackets? <laughs> you do have a lot of questions here. I'm well, just, he was telling me what yeah. that was. That did you, you have know, more than fifteen guys? Football was a way for him to like kept him out of trouble. I and bet. He loves the game. Okay. And he's really passionate about the game. Yeah. And he feels like it's given him so much. In that now that he's here, it's. It's only the beginning for him, is what he's yeah. saying, and so I, I like that you said he stands out to you because that that makes me feel better about doing an interview with the guy. Yeah, you really like the guy from the interview, but you know. No, you mind you, no, some do. most of the guys aren't here, like the guys in the defensive sure. line meeting room. So he's getting a lot of video. I see it; it stands out. Now he's going to have to do the same thing when Donald Sue and everyone else shows up. Easily shows up, um, but I could see the future, or if he could, like I said, if he can make it through this process. Right. And keep getting better every right. single day and deal with the physical and the mental, which is not going to be easy. Right. Uh, and then when you start playing games, um, when you actually start getting graded, if you can make it through that process and get a year under your belt and then your first off season, and then move into year two, yeah, I can see it. Yes. Yeah, eventually we're going to be talking about him a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's one guy that I that, that stood out from my uh, from my interviews. What else, who else stood out? Seabass. Sebastian Joseph yeah. Gray. Is it Day or Gray? Day. 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 A day. Another huge dude. Yeah. Yeah. Very big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, large. Um, I like that when you draft for size. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can train him to be a certain type in your defense. Right. So when you talk about true nose tackles um, and guys like that, when you see his lower half, I get it. Yeah. Well, that's something that... I feel like the Rams kind of lacked in yeah. 2017, that pure nose tackle kind of guy. 
they rotated some people through that. Right. Yeah, they did. Smart started a right. few games. Um, did uh, Tyron, Tyron Walker, Walker yep. start a couple games? Ethan, Ethan Westbrook, yeah. Was that kind of guy at the end there? So yeah. that's something that they're just, they, they've had to find that position. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we shop at the same store for pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, his are a little longer. But the width is still the same. That's but that's what you want. The waist size. Position. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, now watching him get better and watching and listening to Bill Johnson coach him on this. Okay. Um, you know, as of right now, he's 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 helping you along. But you know, at some point, coaching is going to flip a switch because September is getting closer. Yeah. So I wouldn't say you're being babied. You're just being eased along. But once you start actually getting everyone together and you start competing, it's going to change. For and a that's lot of people. one of the things that McVay said that is the goal for the mm-hmm. rookies right now. I mean, this is their first week. The Rams did not have a traditional rookie minicamp. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about the rookies, they're they're trying to ease them in. I guess is is the best word for it. You know, so that you're not overwhelming them completely. Because I think it was John Kelly. Um, who said this to us in, when we were doing a, a, the sit-down interview with him. He said, basically, McVay told us that we're a year and a half behind almost. You're in five days behind, basically. because Really? Well, because everybody else in that building, especially in the offensive room, uh, they know the system. Okay, You're not enough. teaching the system again right now. You know, you're trying to You're tweaking and improving. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And so that, for a rookie, I would imagine, could be a little bit overwhelming. Right. You, you know, it's like going into a 3,000-level class Woo. in college when you've not been to a one or 2,000-level class at all. Has that happened to you? Uh, no, fortunately. It happened to me. Yeah? Yeah. Was it really hard? It was really, it was different. The, the other students were on a different level. I was still, like, having fun. This was my, I think, my second year in college. Yeah. So I was still in the dorms having fun. These were upperclassmen. Yeah. These were people getting ready to go into the workforce yeah it's a little bit different yeah yeah so this the the subject matter <laughs> i can handle yeah i mean you can handle it you're you're in college but just my maturity level at that time Ooh, yeah. wasn't right for that level of course if that makes any sense it does yeah. i think but for me my one experience with something like that was my sophomore year of high school taking algebra two honors Ooh. and it was the subject matter like i just it was really hard <laughs> the math the math aspect of it that's why i've not taken a math class since i was 18 in high school it's intimidating right it, it was just, it was yeah. a lot yeah and i probably would have done much better just being in regular algebra too i don't think I've, the next yeah. year i was in regular advanced math or whatever the heck we called it back then and i, I did great in advanced math yeah is that non-algebra it was algebra but there was also trigonometry other stuff involved, okay yeah yeah in there i don't know i killed that nice yeah i never finished a geometry test last i was always first okay is, is that a good thing or <laughs> that's a, bad a horrible thing, thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why am i done before anyone else uh, okay yeah <laughs> yeah this i wasn't is... that great at geometry either. <laughs> oh my god once i got out of honors math classes that's doesn't when make my sense. life started to get um a lot better beer but... makes geometry easier i hear does it yeah that's what they, that's what they say i won't tell that to my future okay. child i don't want them doing that they're in high school um anyway so other first impressions from guys uh just i mean cool watching the guys get together i mean i mean they're coaching it up and and as a rule of thumb usually if you start an offense and a defense at the same time just say they're all learning both learning a new offense new defense the defense is going to be ahead of the offense because of the simplicity of the scheme sure the playbook is going to be thinner than the offense yes so 
being behind the offense right now, th- that's not going to rattle anybody. Right. Uh, by training camp, it could be the opposite. Even with a group, like you said, that knows the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just a matter of putting the pieces in place and then starting to rep the defense over and over again. I th- and yeah. I think it's going to be easier to put the pieces in place this year than it was last year because yeah. of the experience that you have you know, in playing guys in games. You know what right. I mean? Like you have experience and tape of your outside guys like a Morgan Fox, maybe not in that position, but Samson Abukam to mm-hmm. Matt Longacre, even Corey Littleton and Bryce Hager. Bryce There's Hager enough. played yeah. a lot There's of enough there. Right. last year. Yeah. You know, so aside from Mark Barron as well at that linebacker. There's position. enough there. There's enough reps there from guys that are in the room that are expected to play, you know, to be major contributors. There's enough there to say, okay, we're – uh, we know the scheme. We can hit the ground running. But for some other guys, there's going to be a lot of new learning. Yeah. A lot of new learning. Yeah, you used to be there. Now you're here. And th- uh, you used that's to, okay. Yeah, you used to rush. Now you're dropping. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit different. It is yeah. a little bit different. Um, one other guy I, I do want to bring up is John Kelly, running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, we got a chance to talk to him, too. And I, j- I love his personality. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really fun guy. Um, but it, it, his attitude toward the game is another one of those guys where it's okay it's very clear that you love football and it's clear he's not an 0 and 40 guy is he no he's also he's okay not also an he won a few games in high school yes okay thank god yeah. okay poor he's guy he's good 0 and 40. And yeah i know yeah you but, can't really get over that can you can you no god listen i covered an 0 and 10 team at columbia in college oh. and it was dreadful <laughs> That was 0-10. Yeah. Yeah, times four. They went 3-17 <laughs> in the 20 games I covered as a beat writer. Let's not even talk about that. I know. Okay. It, was, it was very bad. Kelly the yes. running back. Yes. Kelly the running yes. back. Um, no, I, I like his personality and I, and I like his attitude. And I think that he's going to be a player that can come in and maybe bring a little bit of a different dynamic to that running back room. I mean, you've got hmm. Todd Gurley who it, it's going to take a lot to get him off the field. Let's be clear about that. And I right. think that's – that's that's something McVeigh said the other day um, when somebody asked him about it, um, and John Kelly, and you know, would the, will he be on the field more and whatnot? Would that take away from Todd snaps? And basically, McVeigh was like, Todd's gonna have to be really, really, really tired <laughs> in order to come off of. And the that's field. getting better. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes. getting a whole lot better. Um, and then they also have Malcolm Brown, who is not necessarily of the mold of a Todd Gurley because Todd Gurley is so special, but I think we saw last year that in some limited snaps, Malcolm Brown can be effective. What would have happened if he didn't get hurt last year? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if he didn't get hurt last year, I think, well, his his career is a whole lot. The, last year is different for him completely, but yes. uh, we know what his ability is. I yeah. mean, he is going to run the hole, and he's going to run it hard. Right. Yeah. Uh, when healthy, he can make guys bounce off him. Yeah. So. Uh, when compromised, a little bit different. So mm-hmm. I'm glad he's actually, you know, on the men and has a chance to be healthy. But there's going to be competition for those backup roles. Exactly. Yeah, and a so lot of competition. When you have yeah. somebody like a John Kelly who led his team in both receiving yards and rushing yards, that is something that no, excuse me, he led the team in receptions and also in rushing yards. I in catches sure. and rushing yards. Yes, I, I got you. Make sure I get that right. Um, that means he was playing with no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, if, he, if he's leading catches and rushing yards, you're the entire team. Do you want to say that about Todd Gurley last year? Uh, no, never mind. You're right. That, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, but he was playing at Tennessee, and, you know, if you watched any of Tennessee's football games, which I did, then we know that that was a different story. Okay. Tennessee's coach got dismissed. The Rams coach did not, so we here we go. 
you're pointing <laughs> at me like you're you're agreeing with my point. Yes, I agree with his point. Is, yeah. Right. My okay. point's good this time. Very good. Your um, points are always good. What are you talking about? Why are you insecure about your points? I'm not really You make insecure. great points. I'm not insecure about my football. You're, you're always insecure about your points. Am I? Yeah, you it's are. It's because I didn't play, and you played. You did play. I played high school. You played ball. You know football. Good gosh. I'd like to think that I do. Thank you. See, Despite I'd like to think that... there was the insecurity right there. <laughs> Despite my voice that sounds like nails on a chalkboard. That... <laughs> I... Who said that? Who told you that? That's not true. Thanks. Yes. Marco. Well, like glass breaking, but no. uh, well, there's only so much that we can do about um, right. genetics. Uh, but the, the point I'm trying to make about John Kelly is that I think that he can be a good dynamic presence on this offense if he proves that he can secure the football and that he knows the playbook. Um, look, not every player can take every single rep in a game. Um, not every receiver is going to take every single rep. Right. Running backs, too. I think the only guy that might do that are the offensive line and the quarterback. So yeah. there's going to be opportunities. And if you have some sort of skill set and that they can use, meaning Sean McVay and the offense, uh, if they can use, believe me, they're going to find a way to get it into the offense. Yes. Yeah, it's not just about getting certain guys into the end zone. It's about getting the ball into the end zone, period. Yes. So if you can help, if you've got something that can help this football team do exactly that, and I guarantee you, you're going to be out there. We, not me. And that was, yeah. that was something that stood out to me, too, about the guys we talked to. They... You can tell that McVeigh is beating this we, not me, the mm -hmm. daily improvement, daily excellence thing because the young guys were parroting it already Yeah. in, in our interviews. So I yeah, thought that yeah. was interesting. Uh, back way back when, this is way back when I was playing, the Raiders had a situation where they had a leading rusher, um, a guy that would – he was leading in attempts, leading in rushing yards, but I think he was third on the team in touchdowns. Hmm. Every time they got to the goal line, they put another guy in. And he would score all the touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what the Steelers did. Um, was it Rashard Mendenhall and yeah. Jerome Bettis? Yes. Yeah. yeah, the bus would finish it. Yes, the bus would finish. Now, that's true, we, not me. Yeah. Th that can't be an ego thing. It's about the Steelers scoring, not mm -hmm. about this guy scoring for the Steelers. Yeah, I think that's the mentality here. Yes. Yeah. Um, a couple things before uh, we get out of here. First, uh, Chuck Knox passed away. Yeah, uh, sad. Former Rams head coach. He was your first head yeah. coach in the league. Uh, um, we can beat these people now. Yeah. I can still remember his, uh, his his team meetings. We can beat these people now. Yeah, we got to sharpen up them elbows. We got to sharpen them up. We got to get back to back. Oh, yeah, he was great. I miss him. Yeah. Um, yelled at me. Yeah. Screamed at me. Um, what did you do? <laughs> you probably deserved it. I didn't make a play because, look uh, – I was undrafted to this football team. Yes. They thought I was too short to play. He was one of the people that thought I was too short to play. And I had some people that were in my corner, just give them a shot, and the rest is history. Yes. So finally, I make my debut against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm in the game. So I went in there, and I think I made a tackle in like five plays, just one tackle. Okay. Uh, but I didn't make a big play happen. So I'm running off the field happy. I'm playing against Joe Montana, and that was Marcus Allen. I just I didn't screw it up. He's screaming at me from the sidelines, when you get in there, you make something happen. And I'm looking like, who's he talking to? <laughs> <laughs> me? He's like, you, when you get in the game, you make something happen. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes, sir. He just talked to me. The head coach just spoke to me. I'm going to go sit down now. It was just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was That whole year in 1994 was an eye-opening experience. Um, I wish we could have got more wins for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because, obviously, the next year, everything changed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was my first experience of, you know, seeing a head coach 
in the NFL and then seeing a head coach get fired and replaced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that, that was an eye-opener, all within the first 16 months of being a pro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you also saw a franchise move. All within, all within the, the first 16, 16 months, months of being a pro. Of, right, yeah, yeah, it was eye-opening. But, yes, yeah. um, well-respected, a legend, um, going to be missed. Mm. You know, ground chuck. Uh, yeah, a lot of guys owe their careers to him. And we, we definitely pass on our sincere condolences mm -hmm. to, to his family. Um, last thing, on a much lighter note. We can beat these people now. I'll never forget that. We can beat <laughs> these people. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a much lighter note here. Um, as we close, there have been some ketchup things that have shown up on Twitter ketchup? this week. Yes. Ketchup, like as in the condiment? As in the condiment. Okay. First I, of all. I thought you were going to give me the Yanni versus Laurel. Uh, which one did you hear? I, I hear Laurel. Who do you hear? I hear Laurel. Thank God, it yeah. says Laurel. It does say Laurel. Where do you like, hear got, Yanni in that? I don't know. Okay, thank the, you. It's coming from the vocabulary.com pronunciation of Laurel. So I don't know how people are hearing that. How are you hearing Yanni out of no Laurel? I have no idea. But my mother even said that she was hearing Yanni. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've listened to that thing like a hundred times. It says Laurel. I, I hear Laurel. Okay, Every single time. But yeah. the other thing that's been weird this week, um, ketchup on tacos. Yes no, or no? No, absolutely yeah. not. Uh, that's what I would say, too. Spicy ground beef or whatever with ketchup? No. It doesn't make any sense, now, no, does it? No. no, no. It definitely does not. Not at all. Not even for, like, a fish taco. No, I would not put it on a fish taco. You can't taco. put it on, like, a carnitas? You can't put it on... No, why would... Uh, chicken taco? No! I don't Gosh, know. No. We can ask no. Carrie Champion of ESPN. That's where I first saw this, where she said... She puts ketchup on she tacos? She said, y'all don't put ketchup on your tacos? Not even close. Yeah. She's, then she claimed it was a Cali thing. The funniest part was that Jamel Hill then tweeted her back and was like, 911, yes, I would like to report an emergency because <laughs> she wants to put ketchup on her tacos. Wow. And she put a meme with it. It was funnier if you, you, know, okay. you look at it. No, no, no ketchup okay. on tacos. Also, there is now apparently something called ketchup ice cream. I, I read this, yes. I, I, I love ketchup. I, not that much. I can't really understand like how that would work. It tastes like ketchup, but it's ice cream. Yeah. No. Like, I don't think I would ever want no, that. Like no. ketchup belongs on french fries and right. burgers and things like Where that. Where do you put your... Not hot dogs. Okay. There we disagree. I you know. can put ketchup on a hot dog. No. Mustard ketchup relish. That's my hot dog. What's wrong with that? Ketchup does not belong on hot dogs. Who says? Where does that come from? It comes from Chicago, really. Okay. But, like it's it's a thing. People say that you shouldn't put ketchup on hot dogs like after the age of 10 or 11 because it's a kid thing to do. Okay, fair enough. I do. Ketchup, mustard, relish. I, I that's the way I've the, always made my hot relish. dogs. Okay, that's the way I've always relish made my hot dogs. delicious. Thank you. But with mustard. Sauerkraut. I guess I have no shame. No, but I just never on, not ketchup ice cream and not on tacos. Okay. Yeah. Well, that where do you, where do you put your ketchup? In the, in the, in the cabinet or the fridge? Oh, in the fridge. In the fridge, I okay. In the fr it's a, I, it says on the label, put it in the fridge. I do too, but when I use it or I'm going to use it, I take it out first. Oh, Because I don't want it smart. to be cold. Yes. Thank you. That's so, very smart. ketchup ice cream is a no. I don't even like cold ketchup. Gosh, that's really, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the way you just went about that. Yeah. Your hypothesis it's a no. proven right. um, in that way. All right, any parting shots? Uh, great day. Um. It's always an honor, uh, to, you know, to be a Ram in, in particular, but to be a part of the Legends community. I think Kyle Eversgird and the rest of the group do a great job getting, wrangling, getting everybody together. For this, sure. Shout out to, to yeah. Kyle. Um, for Special sure. weekend for all the guys coming back. Um, 
We're just getting closer, man. September is coming. It is. Yeah, we're September getting closer. September 10th, Monday Night Football. Closer and closer. Yes. All right. Well, hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this edition of Between the Horns for DeMarco Farr. I'm Miles Simmons. We will see you next week.